0: You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market responsibly farmed salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There are so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know.
2: Hi, friends, and welcome back to Money Girl, a podcast that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss a weekly episode. Money Girl is everywhere. You'll find us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, even on the Spotify mobile app. In this show, I'll answer four questions that recently came in from listeners about how to deal with credit, how to monitor, repair, and build their credit. Some came from brand new listeners, and if you're also new to the podcast, I want to really tell you welcome. I'm so glad that you found us and hope that you'll get a ton of valuable information and inspiration here. And if you've been with the Money Girl community for a while, you know that credit is a really important topic, and I've written and podcasted a lot about it over the years. So I'm going to give you loads of resources for other shows to check out in addition to this one. Instead of trying to write all those resources down, just check out the transcript for this or any show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. You'll just need to look for episode number 458 called Credit Q&A, Best Ways to Monitor, Repair, and Build Credit." And if you're looking for more shows, many people don't realize that there are literally hundreds of shows in the archive. So that's where you'll find any episodes that I mentioned that predate what's currently available in iTunes or other podcast aggregators. Again, just go to the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. As I mentioned, it's pretty hard to escape the topic of credit. Because it affects so many aspects of our personal finances. In fact, a lot more than people realize. Not only is having good credit a requirement for getting loans and credit cards, especially at competitive interest rates, but it affects other parts of your financial life, even if you never take out a loan. Lenders certainly rely on credit scores as key metrics to understand how likely you are to repay debt. But many employers, Merchants and service providers also review credit files in order to understand if you're financially responsible. For instance, having subpar credit means you'll pay more for certain types of insurance in most states, and it also puts you at risk for getting turned down for a job or being denied to rent an apartment or home. Because the consequences of having bad credit run so deep in our financial lives it's really important to understand the system and to manage your credit wisely. And since few of us are actually taught the ins and outs of how the credit system works, there are many misconceptions about how credit reports and credit scores work instead of waiting until you need credit to understand it, brush up on the basics now with these resources. I'll refer you to three previous podcasts. The first one is called Seven Credit Score Traps You Should Avoid. That's podcast number 426. Another good one is How Many Credit Cards Should You Have for Good Credit? That's episode number 408. And Nine Things That Can't Hurt Your Credit Scores is an older one, but still really good. It's uh, show number 263. And of course, you can also send your credit questions to me, and there's a good chance that I can address them in a future show. Credit question number one comes from Britt. He says After not paying my student loans for about 10 months, my credit took a rather large dip, but I'm paying on time now and using credit cards to make charges that I pay off in full. As a result, my scores have increased into the mid-600s, but they seem to be at a standstill. What can I do to increase them before I apply for a mortgage? Thanks for your question, Britt. I'm really glad that your finances are back on track. Making payments on any type of loan or line of credit that are 30 days past due will raise a bright red flag to creditors that you may be a credit risk. Your payment history is the most important factor in how your scores are calculated because it clearly indicates how you manage credit. That's why Britt's scores took a dive after he became delinquent. Now, getting your past due accounts caught up or working out a new payment arrangement with your lender is certainly the best thing you can do for your credit. However, The problem is that even after you get caught up, late payments don't disappear from your credit history. They stay on your report for seven years and then the entire account falls off your record. So once you've got negative information on your credit report, it sticks with you for a pretty long time and will definitely suppress your credit scores. The good news is that as negative information in your credit file ages, the less significant it is in the calculation of your credit scores, especially if you have many new positive transactions. So make sure a due date never falls through the cracks and you continue to make every loan and credit card payment on time. In addition to being consistent with payments and being patient to allow time to work on your side, there are a few more tips and strategies I recommend. One is to carefully check your credit reports for errors and get any inaccuracies corrected as quickly as possible. Another strategy is to carefully watch your credit utilization ratio, which is the amount you owe relative to your credit limits on revolving accounts, like credit cards, home equity lines of credit, and personal lines of credit. Keeping your account balances below 20% of your credit limits, both on individual accounts and on the total of your accounts, is essential for building credit quickly. To learn more about managing your credit utilization, read or listen to these resources. There's podcast number 270 called Credit Utilization, What It Means for Your Credit Score. And check out Eight Credit Card FAQs and Tips to Build Credit, which is episode number 400. To cut your utilization ratio, you can either decrease your outstanding balances on revolving accounts, You can request higher credit limits or do both. Having higher credit limits is very helpful when you want to boost your credit scores. So the lesson there is don't cancel any credit accounts. Even if you don't use them, it's actually better to keep your credit limits in place rather than closing them, especially if you're like Brit and you're looking to get a mortgage in the near future. To make sure a card issuer doesn't cancel a credit card that you haven't used in a while for inactivity, you can make occasional charges and pay them off in full to build a rich history of positive credit transactions. You don't need to carry a balance from month to month to build good credit. To learn more about when you should or shouldn't get rid of a credit card or another type of line of credit, don't miss this recent podcast called Canceling Credit Cards. Five questions to ask before closing accounts. That was episode number 457.
1: Go-getters. Let Noon Sport
0: Hydration Tablets power up your fun and keep you ready to move. Simply drop, dissolve, and enjoy crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade or lemon lime. With five essential electrolytes and crafted with clean, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free ingredients, Noon should be your go-to hydration choice. Because when you're hydrated, you can do more, go further, and recover quicker. Shop now on NoonLife.com and get ready for endless fun. Because anything can happen after Noon.
2: Money Girl is sponsored by Claridon. If you're like me, the spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongest available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin-D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief, so you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Managing your credit wisely in the months and years that lead up to buying a home or refinancing a mortgage is critical. Since a mortgage is one of the largest loans many of us ever get, there's a lot of interest expense on the line. Be sure to listen to podcast number 450 called How to Prepare Your Credit for a Mortgage Approval. That's a show that will give you some good tips to get the best home loan possible. Okay, moving on to credit question number two. This one comes from Crystal. She says, I'm a little concerned because I was contacted by a collections company today about an overdue doctor bill for $40 that I never received. I settled the debt today and asked if the account was reported to the credit bureaus. They said no, but what can I do to make sure this incident won't negatively affect my credit? Thanks for your note, Crystal. When in doubt about anything happening with your credit, just check your credit report that's the best way to know if it contains an error, negative information, or if you've become the victim of fraud. You can get your credit report for free from each of the three nationwide credit bureaus, and those are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Or you can get it from the official credit report site called annualcreditreport.com. And you can get a free report from either annualcreditreport.com or the bureaus every 12 months. So you can view each report online, download it, or even request that a copy be mailed to you. There are also some really popular sites like Credit Karma and Credit Sesame that give you access to one or more of your reports once a month or even as often as you like. They allow you to see your credit report, give you one or more of your credit scores, and provide some customized recommendations about how to boost your scores with no strings attached, except for seeing some ads. If you're worried about pulling your credit report often, don't. It's actually a soft inquiry on your credit file, and that means that it never hurts your credit score. So I encourage you to monitor your credit as often as you like. I recommend reviewing each of your credit reports at least once a year, and perhaps more often if you intend to finance a big purchase, like a home or car, in the next three to six months. And if you see something on your credit report that should not be there, like the bill that Crystal never received, dispute it right away on the credit bureau site or at annualcreditreport.com. Okay, question number three comes from Asher. He says, I'm a U.S. expat who's been living abroad for the last 20 years. My FICO score went down slightly when I used a lot of the credit limit on my U.S. credit card but then it went back up to near 800 when I paid off the balance. Since I don't have a United States job or loans, what can I do to improve my score? One of the most important factors in your credit scores is the ratio that I previously mentioned called credit utilization. It applies to revolving accounts only, such as credit cards and lines of credit that stay open month after month with no ending date. The ratio equals your total account balance divided by your total credit limit. For instance, if you have a credit card with a balance of $2,000 and a credit limit of 4,000, your credit utilization ratio is 50%. Now, Asher experienced experience firsthand how quickly this ratio can cause your credit scores to move up or down. Keeping a low utilization, such as below 20%, Is ideal for good credit since it indicates that you're using credit responsibly and not maxing out your credit lines. There are many different credit scoring models, and each has a different numerical or even alphabetic range. If Asher is looking at the popular FICO score, which tops out at 850, being near 800 means that he's already got an excellent credit score. Working outside of the United States does not affect your credit scores. The only way for Americans to build credit and maintain it once you're an expat is to have active credit accounts that originate in the United States. They're from a U.S. company, such as a credit card, and then to use them responsibly over time. I recommend looking for a no foreign transaction fee credit card so you can make charges overseas at the lowest cost possible. Check out episode number 411 called Why You Need a No Foreign Transaction Fee Credit Card. And the last question I'll cover comes from Courtney. She says, I need help repairing my credit so I can sell my house and finance a larger home. Can you offer advice on a reputable source? In most cases, repairing your credit is something you can do yourself by pulling your free credit reports, correcting inaccuracies, paying bills on time, maintaining a low utilization ratio, and having a mix of loans and revolving accounts. But if you don't have the time or inclination to review your credit report, or maybe you've already disputed errors that have not been resolved, or maybe you've got loads of negative items that you're worried about, check out Lexington Law. Lexington is a large network of credit repair attorneys and professionals that's been around since the early 1990s. The real value of credit repair services is in informing you about your credit and debt collection rights and leveraging the law to negotiate with creditors on your behalf. There's no guarantee that a repair firm will be able to convince a creditor to remove any negative item that is accurate from your credit report. However, it's possible to negotiate the removal of a bad mark as part of a settlement offer. Before working with a credit repair firm, be very clear about the services they provide and the value you're going to get for your money. As I mentioned, in a lot of cases, you can do all of that work yourself. For more tips on how to review, monitor, repair, and build your credit, check out my Credit Score Survival Kit. It's a multimedia tutorial I created that includes a video, audio, and ebook that teaches you three smart and legitimate strategies to build excellent credit and where to get your credit scores for free. Again, the kit is a free resource I created for you. To get it, just text the phrase credit score with no space to the number 33444. And if you don't want to text me, you can also find this resource on my tools page at lauradadams.com. I want to thank everyone who submitted the questions that I covered today. I love hearing from you. The best places to reach me with your questions are my contact page at lauradadams.com and my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. You can find it by searching in Facebook or by sending me a text. Just text the word DOLLARS to the number 33444 and I'll send you an invitation to the group right now. I hope to see you there. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.